This is Andrea Harkins. Welcome to the Martial Arts Woman Podcast. This podcast is devoted to martial art women who make a difference. Overcoming incapacitating medical issues and a survivor of sexual abuse at the hands of her doctor, Bethany June Dillon perseveres through the strength of her Native American heritage and culture. She creates Native American jewelry and weaponry and researches and writes about Native American warfare. She's authored two books on this topic. She's beginning a new magazine that delves into others' achievements and explores scientific discoveries and Native American issues. In this podcast, she shares about the various interesting martial arts she has practiced and how they impact her life. She's recuperating from several physical issues, but plans to return to martial arts once healed. For Bethany, martial arts are important for women because they provide both mental responsibility and strength. She explains that in many ways, martial arts are like a tribe where martial artists work together to lift each other up. Listen to this fascinating woman who shares her talents and her struggles, yet somehow leaves us all with the sense that everything will work out if we take one day at a time. Meet Bethany June Dillon. Please pick up my motivational books, The Martial Arts Woman and Martial Art Inspirations for Everyone, available on Amazon, or contact me for signed copies or more information. Hi, Bethany. Welcome to the Martial Arts Woman podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to finally get to talk to you. We've been friends on Facebook for a while, and it's always yeah. good to catch up with friends Definitely. in this yeah in this format. I really like it. So we're going to talk a little bit about your martial art background, some personal experiences that you're you're having, and just different experiences as a martial art woman and all of your creative endeavors, which are so interesting to hear about. Okay. But let's start, let's start with sort of where do you live right now? Uh, right now, I live in Troy, Missouri, which is pretty much the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how's the weather there? It's snowy. Is it? Cold, yeah. Cold miserable. And snowy. Yeah, I know. I, I grew up in New England, and of course, we had snow that, there, but it's not as much as some other places. And now I'm nice and toasty, nice yeah. and toasty in Tucson, Arizona. So, um, so you're no, I used to live did, in Arizona. Did actually. you where? Where in Arizona? Um, oh, okay. So near Phoenix area. Yeah. Yeah. How did you like it? I liked it. Um, we had a lot of like, I guess, Native mm -hmm. American influences in that area. Uh, we lived with a lot of like Navajo people and exchanged culture and it was oh, nice. That's really interesting. So, you know, you're a very creative person and you do a lot of beautiful artwork. Before we jump into some of your interesting hobbies though, let's talk a little bit about your martial art background. What can you tell me about your, your practices in martial arts and if you have something that was a favorite? Well, um, I guess I started out with like Filipino martial arts. Um, I did some Arnis, Kali, Valentowak, uh, a little bit of Pinchaks a lot. Um, 
I did a little bit of JKD, um, a little bit of Wing Chun, and then I also did Native American warrior arts under Danny Hoskins, uh, some Irish stick fighting, some uh, wrestling, Viking Glima, uh, Screamo Criola, and I think a few other things were mixed in there. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of wrestling, but I need <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a lot. Uh, you know, that's a lot of different influences. How did you get yeah. started in, in that? Or how did, which one did you get started in and why did you like it? Um, it was actually Filipino martial arts under Danny Hoskins is who I started under mm -hmm. first. And then I just kind of branched out and uh, looked around at some other styles and uh, I found Guru Dan in a Sanso seminar in St. Peter's. Mm -hmm. So I went ahead and joined that. And then through the seminar, I found Joe Craig, uh, who led a school here in uh, St. Peter's called Apex Martial Arts. Yeah. So that's where I started doing more of the Inasanso method of martial arts for, I think, five, maybe four or five years. I'm not quite sure. Cool. Um, so how many years have you been practicing martial arts? Um, I think about six or so. Okay. Still new. By yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so much to learn that it's like, it takes a lifetime anyway. Yeah. Just enjoy the journey. Yeah. Do you have a favorite style of some of those things that you mentioned? I like them all yeah. equally, I think. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like saying, what's your favorite child or something, you know? Yeah. I guess the only thing I don't like is like getting hit in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I can, uh, like, I just don't I can like agree. the feeling of being disoriented and having my brain rocked around. I don't like that. Right. I know. And it's something that we're definitely not used to and, and something yeah. we don't really want to have to experience. Right. It makes me like all nervous or shaky. Yeah. <laughs> So you mentioned numerous styles, but how did you, or why did you choose the styles that you chose? I mean, what, was it like a one influence to another? You met different. Yeah, it was just kind of one influence to another. Different styles. I didn't really have any plans. It just kind of like, I think just ended up that way. And I just appreciated every one I met along the way and every different style and just loved it yeah. all. And it's funny because I've had so many women on the show and everybody's so different. There are some women who learn one style and they stick with that style for their entire lifetime of martial arts. There's others who yeah. <laughs> try different ones. I was one of those who stuck with a particular style for a long, long time and then delved into Tai Chi and Kung Fu and, and some other things. So it's just interesting yeah. to hear the journey. Yeah, some people are like jack of all trades and others are just kind of more like focused on particular things. Mm -hmm. Now, did you achieve any particular ranks in your um, in your various styles that you learned? Um, I'm apprentice instructor in Native American Warrior Arts and I'm an instructor in Balintalok and upper intermediate student in uh, the Inosanto Method of Martial okay. Arts. Well, that's great. It sounds like you're really doing awesome in your in your practice. Now, I know we're going to talk about this, that you're sort of on a bit of a hi hiatus from from practice. Um, yeah. But before we before we talk about that. Yeah, I know. And we'll get into that a little bit. I wanted to 
chat here first about some of your hobbies outside of martial arts, because like I said earlier, you're very diverse and creative. And I really love that about you. I'm always interested to see what new jewelry you're making or what research <laughs> you're doing. It's very, very interesting. So tell me a little bit about some of your hobbies outside of martial arts. And some are actually sort of connected to martial arts too, but tell me a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, I make like weapons that are associated with like the Native American warrior arts um, and are also like traditional to Native American culture. And then I also make like just various knives and uh, I guess clubs, uh -huh. anything that I could, I guess, be deemed a weapon. Um, what are some of the materials? I also do, like a lot of painting. Okay. Oh, what are some of the materials um, that you use for your I weapons? Do like wood. Uh, sometimes I do crystal, um, sometimes bone. And then uh, I usually buy like these little blanks for making the metal knives because I don't, can't forge my subdivision or anything. So yeah, artwork. Um, I usually do like, I guess, Native American influenced artwork. Uh, I'm Lakota. So I've been kind of delving into my cultural history mm -hmm. more through artwork and writing. Um, Sometimes I'll do custom orders just based on what anybody wants. Um, Where can someone order something from you if, or see some of your artwork? Uh, usually just my Facebook. I don't have like an official website set up yet. Okay. Uh, Instagram. There's another platform. Uh, DeviantArt. You can kind of see some of my work on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else? Um, yeah, I do a little bit of writing. Mm -hmm. So I've written two books on uh, Native American history, uh, more like the warfare side. Okay. Uh, the first book, War Torn, was based on like how Native Americans approached warfare before European influences, because that's kind of like an area that's been, I guess, pretty much ignored. How tribes maybe have uh, used tactics against one another here or uh, approached you know, different weapons or uh, maybe battle locations and just strategy. Um, most of the time, I, uh, we kind of stick to like this idea that Native Americans had like no martial art, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, they just kind of like circled around covered wagons and that was the extent of their skill level. But there is a lot of, uh, I guess, methodology behind what they did. Uh, all the way up in the remote places in like Alaska and Antarctica, uh, all the way down into the Southwest, there was, you know, profound battle strategy and then uh, archaeological, anthropological remains that support the uh, theory of how warfare was approached before European contact. Wow. That's very interesting. And it sounds like it required a lot of research on your part. Yeah, I enjoyed it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a nerd. <laughs> it's right up your alley. It's your kind of thing. Yeah. And what's the other book? Um, that one is kind of based on, like, how European contact affected, I guess, how warfare was approached. All of a sudden, warfare was happening one way, and then all of a sudden, the Spanish started coming into America, or the Vikings, or the, you know pilgrims and then everyone kind of shifted their focus and I just wanted to look at like particular warriors that may have uh, made like a great contribution to fighting the 
colonialist uh, efforts of, I guess, expanding into this country. Um, and then just overall record that history in mm -hmm. English because a lot of it is in Spanish. Right. <laughs> we had to talk to a lot of different people and get a lot of different archaeological facts put in there. And I guess kind of just set the record straight. Right. How long did it take you to write that? Uh, it usually takes me like three months to write a book. Okay. Um, I wanted to do like Celtic history just because my mom was Scottish picked. So I wanted to explore that side of myself a little more. Oh, I want to do a little bit more traveling though. And I guess kind of get information from the area that I want to research rather uh -huh. than just sit behind a computer. Yeah. So I might postpone that until I can travel. That sounds awesome. Well, I, I didn't actually know that about you, that you had written a couple of books. And so surprise, surprise on me. I guess I didn't <laughs> get all my research done on you either. That's um, okay. <laughs> and I know you're also starting a new magazine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The magazine is kind of just, uh, it's called Indigenation. And it's just like about people, I guess, maybe people's uh, achievements or current issues or maybe historical advancements, scientific discoveries, uh, maybe just making problems known that are mm -hmm. unknown, like the missing murder indigenous women pandemic. I want to yeah. Uh, yeah. highlight maybe women that are fighting against, you know, women being taken off of reservations and trafficked or murdered. So yeah. I want to fight problems. Yeah. On that topic, I had talked to Karen Eden. She was on my show mm -hmm. and she talked a lot about um, the Native American women just disappearing. So it's yeah. really a topic a lot of people are not aware of. And yeah. there seems to be like a focus, like criminals are know that mm -hmm. Native American women aren't going to be taken seriously, I guess, at like police headquarters mm -hmm. and stuff. So they're like, oh, well, there's a vulnerable person I can take advantage of. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get some positive uh, direction in that situation. Yeah. Okay, so that's some of your writing. And then you mentioned briefly your artwork. Um, there's also jewelry, and you also apparently do belly dancing, which you're another, you're the second martial art woman I've um, interviewed who does belly dancing also. So tell me about <laughs> your jewelry and your belly dancing. Um, I usually make earrings and uh, necklaces. Usually I have like bone and different kinds of beads. I would like to learn like actual beading because mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of Native American women, they just like mastered this art and it's like, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like everything. the string will snap or the needle will snap and beads fly everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, it's a challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a hard skill. <laughs> so I just and support then. by buying from Native American women that mm -hmm. way. Um, belly dancing. Uh, I've taken from Maria Campanella. I think is how you pronounce her name. Mm -hmm. um, she's also does Tai Chi and uh, various other martial arts. But yeah, I like belly dancing because it kind of like strengthens my core and uh, helps me to move when 
uh, are currently, you know, physically yeah. disabled. So it helps me to get some form of exercise in. Well, very interesting. Um, I love how you do so many different things. And Thank I wanted you. to talk a little bit more about your Native American background. What can you tell me about your your Native American culture and your background? Uh, well, I'm Lakota uh, from Punk Papa Sioux Tribe. My uh, grandpa's about full blood Lakota, but he recently passed. He didn't get mm -hmm. to like pass down the culture to us via my dad. So after being introduced, I guess, to the Native American warrior arts, I wanted to explore that side of myself. Uh -huh. Also with my, uh, you know, Native American influences and in Arizona and having a uh, family there who are Navajo, I thought I should probably go ahead and look into that side of myself and uh, I guess keep that alive, learn the language. Were there any surprises when you began sort of researching this or did you find out anything about yourself that kind of like yeah. a light bulb went off? Yeah, we traced yeah. Uh, some roll numbers and uh, DNA testing all the way to uh, our Standing Rock Sioux tribe. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess make me a quarter through there. Uh, I'm part Paiute as well according to the DNA and the records they take it and they're like oh my grandpa said I'm Cherokee or whatever and then they'll take the test and it won't be on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so interesting how our maybe our family want to pass down information or how misinformation gets passed down yeah, it's funny it's DNA. like it's like a lot of people in America will just use that story and be like yeah we're so-and-so Native American and turns mm -hmm. out they're not. Right. So a, a good little catch there. Maybe people should uh, get their DNA tested if they really want to find out from what tribe they yeah. can. <laughs> so we're going to shift gears a little bit. I know that you were, you mentioned to me that you were a survivor of a crime. And I don't know if that's something that you want to share or not, but is there anything you want to share about that? Maybe that could help someone else or just to share a little bit about who you are. Well, and... I struggled talking about it because of, I guess, the trauma. I recently mm -hmm. started therapy for, but okay. uh, it was my spine started collapsing on the nerves and things down my legs because I have Sherman's disease and scoliosis. So I thought, oh, I'll go to a chiropractor. Went to a chiropractor here in town, didn't have any weapons on me, um, went ahead and got adjusted. And then all of a sudden he like grabbed my arm and then drug me to the back of the room. And then it was like a serious like sexual assault that I couldn't even do anything because I was like tied up and couldn't use my arms or legs. And it was just freaking me out. Yeah. And I was like in a lot of pain too. So I just couldn't do anything. Yeah, and then I'm I went so to the sorry police. to hear about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to the police and it was like, they just kind of blamed me for it and then interrogated me and called me a liar and all this stuff. And it's like, why would I lie about that? <laughs> yeah. So that caused okay, a lot well, of trauma. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's 
it's unfortunate. Uh, so many women on the show have had some kind of abuse experience. Yeah. And yeah. we just, as women, we are so vulnerable no matter what. You know, exactly. you can be trained in martial arts. You can, you can have weapons. You can do like other it things. It can still but, happen even though you've taken yeah. it. You know, the guy was like over six foot tall, just like a refrigerator wide. So it's like yeah. intimidating as well. And it's just like, there's no way I could, you know, beat that with my current health conditions. Yeah. So is there any way now that martial arts, even though you can't maybe physically practice, is there any mindset piece of martial arts that also helps you with being a survivor of this crime in some way? Um, Do you feel like there's any mentality piece that you're able to apply? I feel like martial to... arts has helped me with like, if there's a problem, you have to like move past it and just mm -hmm. focus on the future, I guess. Uh, just yeah. being determined. I think it helped me with determination. Yeah. Right. So you mentioned too that you've been experiencing a lot of health issues. What what happened to you, or is this something that just recently happened that you didn't know about, or had you had health problems in the past? Well, I had health problems when I saw the chiropractor, and then yeah. my spine got worse after that because it was a violent experience. Um, now I did have like a 90 degree curve of, uh, my Sherman's disease and it was starting to collapse my lungs and I had nerve pain down my legs and I had to use like a wheelchair, a cane, and I had to get a spinal fusion to fix that so I could walk and breathe. Um, yeah. so my legs are better now, but my upper body, uh, my arms, I'm still having some nerve pain there. So like sitting and typing is hard and trying to do any sort of uh, martial art is hard at the moment. I have about six months left to kind of fuse and heal. And I'm hoping that this will be kind of the end of these health issues. And uh, the blinking out, I get like real faint and dizzy from the uh -huh. uh, nerve damage that it caused on my heart from like, all these surgeries. I think I ended up having like five different surgeries yeah. Well, that sounds like a tough time for you. Yeah. I'm very sorry to hear it. I mean, it's just, you never know again when you're going to have a medical issue, when you're going to have something unexpected happen. Right. And you have to really figure out how to overcome and look forward. The forward looking piece is so important. Yeah. And again, you can't, you can't forget things that have happened. You can't forget traumas. You can't forget illness. Yeah. Um, so they're always kind of there in, your back, in the back of your mind. Try and move past it. And, you know, I met a great guy and he seems to be helping me to be a better version of myself. So let's shift gears to talking about women in general, martial art women. Why do you think martial arts are so important for women? Um, I guess just because of men, for one, thinking we're vulnerable, and then the statistics uh -huh. of crime against women. And then also, it helps us to be, I guess, mentally responsible and strong. A lot of times we bring down other women, and then when we're introduced to this setting, it's almost like a tribal setting, being in martial arts. Yeah. And you're supporting other martial artists, so 
it makes you a better person. You're not going to be like a female bully, which I've encountered a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I would say to that, because I've been in martial arts a long time, that although there is a good camaraderie with women, there is still bullying yeah. in martial arts. Yeah. There are still women who are bullies, and it's generally the older generation, older than me. So I'm 57. Yeah. So say the women who are a little bit older, maybe 10 to 20 years older than me, who are in martial arts tend to have a more bullying type personality yeah, because they want to be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be forgotten. Even in like jobs um, where I've worked, I've noticed like the older women mm -hmm. just trying to bring down younger people. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah, why? I think it's that culture. It's that generation of women who yeah. maybe a lot of them have forged a way or a path for other women and they feel like they want credit for that or yeah. whatever it might be. So it's been interesting in my journey as the martial arts woman and trying to inspire and uplift other women because some of many have come to me and say, hey, it's so great to have a woman who's trying to bring us all together. Um, but there is that tribal sort of feel where once you click with the right group of people, you kind of flow with that. And then it does create that energy, the positivity yeah. that we women need in martial arts yeah what about the physical aspects of martial arts how when you were practicing and studying how did you feel physically from your martial art practice i, I felt like a lot stronger uh more confident i was like really really fit um i was running more and it like i guess inspired me just to really work on building my physicality now I'm all messed yeah. up. I'm just like fluffy. <laughs> weight. Well, let's 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 think of that as a temporary yeah. setback until you uh, overcome some of these other health issues. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely certain that you will. And we everybody has setbacks. I've had setbacks also. I've had a difficult pregnancy where I was and this was of course a long time ago, but on bed rest for six months and it was very difficult not to engage in martial arts or do anything and just sit on a couch all the time. So I completely understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of women out there, some who listen to the podcast and some are just considering martial arts, learning a martial art. What advice could you give to someone who, say there's a woman, she just says, you know, I'm really interested in martial arts, but I don't know how to get started. I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice that you would give a woman who is interested in learning martial arts? Um, I guess just do some research on what you think you would be interested in. I guess maybe weapons-wise, do you feel like you want to do wrestling? And then just find a school, uh, click with some people, and... I guess just see how mm -hmm. it goes. If you like it, go ahead and stick with it. Doesn't yeah. Doesn't hurt to do it. Yeah. Doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. And sometimes you have to try more than one right. thing. And sometimes you yeah, don't. Yeah, it takes some but... time to find the right one sometimes. Where do you see yourself in the future? What are some of your goals, personal and martial art related or creativity related? Um. I just want to get healthy again right now. Yeah. I just want to get healthy and then just get back to what I love doing and then just see where it goes from right. there. I'm more of a 
yeah just go with the flow type i guess i don't really set goals down because life is just so uh i guess unstable maybe or just ever-changing mm-hmm. i don't know how things are going to end up going uh is there anything else you'd like to add to the podcast it's been really fun talking to you and i really enjoyed learning more about you because oh, i didn't too. know a lot of this i had i had you know you sent me a little bio and i see you on facebook all the time but it was nice to really hear some of these other things about your books and all of the things that you do yeah, I where can people find yeah you're welcome I'm, I'm glad you could we could finally connect yeah. <laughs> where can people find your books are they available on amazon or is it just uh, for you or where do they available find on amazon and uh, barnes and noble website okay all right well thank you have a great right, day you too. bye